following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Stations. Dudek runs up on it with a catch of the 15, 20, 25, back across the field to the right, 30, goes by the official, 35, 40, midfield, 40 at Ball State, that's back left, all the way down to the Ball State 35-yard line. Fighting Illini game day is on the air. The countdown to kickoff is underway with the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Your first look and in-depth preview of today's contest here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5, the flagship home for fighting Illini football. Play action, thrown out the back of the end zone, and it's picked off, picked off by Illinois' Julian Jones, and he runs it in for an Illinois touchdown. Tonight, the Illini are on the road for the first time this year to face the South Florida Bulls. Now, here's the host of fighting Illini game day, Scott Beatty. And it is the biggest test of the young season for a young Illini team. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome into our game day studios here in Champaign. And welcome to Fighting Illini Game Day and the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. I'm Scott Beatty. Illinois and Tampa, Florida to face the South Florida Bulls. Both teams 2-0. South Florida ranked number 21 and 22 in the polls as the Illini are looking for their first win over a ranked opponent since 2011 and going 3-0 for the first time since the same season. The Illini coming off a 20-7 win over Western Kentucky last Saturday. Of course, South Florida dealing with the effects of Hurricane Irma. They did not play last weekend because of the storm, and there was some speculation about whether this game would happen, but it is. So let's get going with our opening drive brought to you by Harriet's Rents, Tents, and Events and by Warden Martin Buick GMC Service. We go down to Tampa where Kerry Davis is ready to go, a former standout fullback for the U of I. And, hey, Raymond James Stadium, not an unfamiliar place to you, Kerry. Yeah. Anything significant in your life happened down there? Uh, I think the last time I was here we actually won the Super Bowl. So, yeah, it was a pretty good day for us. <laughs> that would have been Super Bowl 43 <laughs> with the Steelers winning there over the Arizona Cardinals, a very entertaining game too. So probably a, a, a happy memory walking into that stadium, right? Oh, definitely was. Uh, I mean, had a lot of memories here. I actually played for the Buccaneers uh, for a little while and, and, you know, was able to come back here and win a Super Bowl. So uh, some pretty fine memories here at Raymond James Stadium. First things first, seeing reports that there's some thunder in the area and they've uh, cleared out the stadium. What's uh, going on weather-wise? Yeah, it's raining. It, uh, it, I, I think I just saw some lightning a few minutes ago, but uh, it started raining pretty hard a few Maybe about 10, 20 minutes ago, and the, the stadium is pretty cleared out right now. Uh, I guess we'll just have to wait around and see. It was, it was extremely hot when we first got to the stadium, uh, but now it's raining. It's kind of cooled off a little bit, so we'll see what, what happens. All right. Well, tell us about the Illini and the vibe since you've arrived down there in, in Tampa. Uh, what's the feel of this team? Uh, I think this team is excited. I think they, they – I was uh, talking to Coach McGee um, yesterday after we got off the plane, and uh, they feel they have a great game plan coming in. Uh, defensively, I think they have a great game plan as well. Uh, so it's, it'll be an exciting time, and uh, it'll be exciting to see this, uh, this football team against a, a very good South Florida team and, and, and a, great, a very good South Florida offense, see how well this defense plays. It's no secret South Florida is um, much favored in this ball game. Have you been around a team before, Kerry, that felt like, hey, we really have a chance, even if we're significant underdogs, or, or vice versa, where a team, you, you can tell they feel down about the game before it even happens? Well, I think if you feel down before the game even takes place, I think you're in the wrong sport. You're in the wrong job. you got to find something better to do. 
do uh, because I think every time – well, not think, every time I played a football game, no matter, you know, whether we won that game or lost that game, going into that game I actually felt like we were going to win. I felt like we had a, game, a great game plan going in. And I think that has to be your mindset. Do what you need to do. Take care of your business. If every man does their job, you have an opportunity to win each week. Uh, so I, I, I hope and I'm pretty sure that that is the mindset of this Illini team coming down here to Tampa today. All right, Kerry, thanks for checking in with us. We'll talk to you again soon with Martin for our X's and O's and keys to the game. All righty, thank you. Kerry Davis down in Tampa at Raymond James Stadium. It's our opening drive brought to you by Harriet's Rents, Tents, and Events and Warden Martin Buick GMC Service. In a moment, we get the first word. We'll go back down to Tampa. We'll talk with Brian Barnhart, voice of the Illini, and Scott Ritchie from the News Gazette. We're off and running on Fighting Illini Game Day. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Now with more, here's Scott Beatty. We're headed towards the first Illini road game of the year. It's time for the first word brought to you by Warden Martin Buick GMC Service and by Harriet's Rents, Tents, and Events. Brian Barnhart joins us from Tampa, Florida, Illini in South Florida, getting ready to go along with News Gazette beat writer Scott Ritchie. Uh, welcome in, guys. Uh, any update there on the weather situation, whether this will impact the game? Well, they pulled all of the, the players that were warming up off the field, the Please seek shelter. Uh, sign is currently up on both video boards, and uh, the rain looks like it stopped. Uh, it was coming down pretty steadily there for uh, uh, several minutes, but I mean, I looked at the radar once I saw the please seek shelter sign because I really wasn't paying that much attention, and it kind of looks like there might be rain in the area at least uh, the whole evening, which is fine as long as there's no lightning that goes with it. Yeah, we've been through that one before, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, Kent State. Uh, Texas State. Uh, yes, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, that was that was right. Yeah, Texas State, where the, that was the opener of two years ago, wasn't it? Uh, Kent State was, and then uh, about three years ago, I think we uh, through second or third game of the year, there was a delay with Texas State that took forever. So there's been a couple of times. Yeah, well, hopefully that's uh, not the case for for tonight. All right, this South Florida team, uh, Scott, inconsistent play for them for their, at least for their standards. So, uh, do you have a sense of how good this team is? No, and I'm not sure that maybe South Florida has a sense for exactly what this team might be. And I liken it some to you know, last week's game against Western Kentucky, a new coach implementing uh, a new system, and maybe just things are not you know, clicking uh, 100% yet, especially for the, the South Florida offense. I mean, they were super uh, productive you know, last season with Quentin Flowers and just haven't maybe – you know, match that level yet through two games. I think part of it has to do with a new system. They've come from uh, now with the offensive coordinator that was at Texas, came with Charlie Strong here to South Florida. He's kind of out of the Baylor tree, and they spread the field wide. In fact, the offensive coordinator here now was the guy that worked as a quarterbacks and offensive coordinator with Dino Babers at Eastern Illinois yeah, a few years ago. So there's, there's, they're probably learning. I think that's part of the problem. And, I mean, just – you know, Sterling Gilbert, uh, USF's offense coordinator, you know, they ran a very wide open system with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback at EIU and spread the field. And that's, he's a different type of quarterback than Quentin Flowers. And you know, the run game, you know, the stats have kind of surprised me with South Florida. I mean, they have three guys, two running backs, and Flowers that basically split the carries three ways each. I mean, they're really you know sharing the ball, and they have some talent there. Just the level of production just hasn't quite 
maybe reach the what they want. Interesting connection in this ball game is a father-son opposite sides. Donnie Abraham, the safeties coach for the Illini, the specialist for the for the Illini, and his son playing on the other side in the secondary for South Florida. I, any uh, chance to talk to either one of them? No, I haven't, but uh, looks like the son has picked uh, up right after the father. Devin Abraham has a couple of picks for South Florida as one of their you know, defensive leaders and uh, certainly has the, the kind of takeaways that the Illinois defense is looking for. And Scott, there was a big story on those two on the front page of the sports page here in Tampa today uh, and the fact that uh, Donnie Abraham was in camp with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think uh, 96, 97 in that range when his son was born. And at that point, he said, hey, I couldn't take a walk from camp. They wouldn't let me. You know, it was back in the day they were a little more old school. And he had to stay in camp, and he finally saw his son a couple of days later. So <laughs> that's uh, pretty tough, but that was the story that was in the Tribune or the Tampa newspaper today. And there's all kinds of Tampa connections for the Illini going back. Obviously, Lovey having coached there along with Hardy Nickerson. Lovey still lives there. We mentioned the Abrahams and uh, Charlie Strong's relationship with Lovey as well. It, it, there's all kinds of connections to this, but Lovey's been pretty focused. He wants a win. Yeah, he got some questions Monday uh, about his time in Tampa. It was more focused uh, on his Illinois football team at that point. Uh, that's not necessarily surprising you know, from Lovey Smith. Yeah. It, it is a grass field, though, Scott. It, uh, the rain has stopped, it appears, at the moment. But uh, this is a busy stadium, another game here tomorrow. Uh, Florida A&M, I think, at Tennessee State, and then the, the Bears and the Bucks on Sunday. So we'll see what the field looks like in three days. But right now it looks really good. <laughs> I think the well, line will take. Out, gets to go first. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, guys, thanks much. And, yeah. uh, Brian, we'll look forward to your call. Scott, look, we'll look forward to reading you. Thanks. All, All right. Thanks. First yeah. word brought to you by Warden Martin Buick GMC and Harriet's Rents, Tents, and Events. In a moment, we get more with Kerry Davis and Martin O'Donnell. Dive into some X's and O's. Get their keys to the game as we head toward kickoff on Fighting Illini Game Day. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Here again... Scott Beatty. Illinois and South Florida comes your way at 6 o'clock. We are making our way, and we go back down to Tampa, where Martin O'Donnell, a former All-American offensive lineman for the Illini, will call the game, along with Kerry Davis back now. Gentlemen, how are you doing down there in South Florida? Well, we're, we're dry, so, so, so well, that's a good you're, start. You're speaking now. We're, <laughs> you're dry. As are you, as, currently. As, right now, yes. Okay, currently. good. Martin. I'll let you know about in, in about 30, 40 minutes. That's right. Martin gets to stay in the booth. <laughs> Kerry gets to patrol the sidelines. Uh, guys, let's get into the X's and O's in this a, a little bit. Defensively, the Illini might be facing the best quarterback they'll see maybe all season. How does a young defense, uh, the young defense of the Illini stop the threat of Quentin Flowers? Well, I think uh, as, as a defense alignment, it starts there with your pass rush lanes, you know, not making sure you stay in the right lane, not giving him too much to allow him to get outside, you know, not getting thirsty as a defensive end and trying to make that sack, uh, which he can escape and get around you, staying in your correct lanes, forcing him back up inside the middle and making sure that he, you, you kind of force him into the rest of the people uh, and, and not allow a guy with his ability to get outside you and either find people downfield or, or take off running. Yeah, and I, and I think a big part of that, too, is them just kind of just being assignment sound in their defense. You know, South Florida is going to run some option. Uh, with Quentin Flowers, and it's a matter of guys just trusting, you know, if you're supposed to take the dive back, take the dive back, leave it to the linebacker to take the quarterback, and then obviously it comes down in to, down to tackling as well. You know, they're going to need to tackle well in the open field as they've done a pretty good job so far this year, but certainly a guy like Quentin Flowers 
uh, is going to be the biggest. He's the best quarterback Illinois is going to face all year, bar none. Does that mean the the responsibilities for the linebackers is even higher in this kind of, kind of game? Well, I think it, I think it's I think everyone is accountable. I mean, you mm-hmm. have to obviously I talked about the defensive line. Linebackers have to be aware as well. But the, the defensive backs may have to hold their man, stay with their men a little bit longer. You know, when you got a quarterback that can scramble and find people downfield. So uh, it's going to be on on the entire defense to be aware of where he is. You know, be sound in, in your in, and be disciplined in your defense and your scheme for that play. Uh, and, and getting him on the ground when you get an opportunity. Make sure you gang tackle. Uh, if you can get the ball out, get the ball up. But make sure you're getting him on the ground and, and not allowing him to to extend plays with his legs and, and I think this is going to be a really nice test to see where the Illini have improved from week one versus Ball State and Riley Neal you know who caused some problems in terms of scrambling keeping plays alive you know to week three now last week they didn't really play a mobile quarterback in Mike White but this is going to be a really good test you know as Kerry said staying in the rush lanes when the rush and the passer and then being assignment sound on all three levels of the defense it's going to be something that we're definitely watching closely today and they run a spread offense as well as, as you mentioned what are the weaknesses if any that you can exploit in that type of system that South Florida is running you know I Everybody runs some variation of, of the spread in college football, it seems like, these days. I mean, there's aberrations, you know, kind of more with Wisconsin, even though they've had some spread concepts. But I think really what you have, what it comes down to is it comes down to tackling well in the open field. They're going to run some screens, you know, middle screens, bubble screens to get some of their receiving playmakers involved. But really, in terms of getting South Florida off track, it starts and ends with their running game. And all of that, I really see the premium on the interior of the defense. Stony Brook had a lot of success. Their inside linebacker linebackers made a lot of plays against South Florida but the one way you completely disrupt any kind of read option or option game is if you can get penetration with your defensive tackles so that's Timer Oliver Jamal Milan they can really disrupt the offensive running game for the Bulls simply by getting penetration and just throwing the reads off and Martin go to the other side of the ball now to where you played on the offensive line what did you see out of the young offensive line last weekend and what do you need from them tonight facing this Bulls defense well, I, I was very impressed with how, uh, you know, in particular Alex Palcheski and, and Larry Boyd played two true freshmen getting the start out there. I thought they did a good job. You know, Garrick McGee also did a really nice job of kind of scheming around that, having more max protections. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, the ideal situation is as the season goes along, they're going to trust those guys a little bit more, leave them singled up in pass protection. But really it comes down to Illinois establishing the running game. You saw the difference it makes from week one to week two. If, when Illinois can get the running game going, get Chase Crouch involved a little bit, you know, certainly Mike, Mike Epps has been a revelation, but Kendrick Foster's a guy that I think is really just ready to explode. His talent mm. hasn't gone anywhere, and this could be a game, given the wet conditions, you get Kendrick Foster to pop one, it could it could have a big impact on this game. Are there mismatches to be found then for a Mikey Dudek or Malik Turner, even Dom Thieman? Well, I, I think they are. I think you, you got guys that, you know, you look at Mikey, you look at Malik, those two guys are, are outstanding receivers uh, going up against whoever they're going against week in to week out. You just have to find a way to get them the ball. Last week, they did a better job in pass protection mm-hmm. as, as comparison to the first week. Uh, but being on time with your passes, throwing it to the right to the right receiver a couple of times last week where Chase uh, missed a wide-open receiver, trying to force the ball to do that. So, you know, finding the right receiver, being on time with your passes, and, and making sure that you, you, you sound up front, I think there's definitely opportunity for those two guys to get off and uh, make some big plays in the passing game. All right, let's boil it all down with our keys to the game. Brought to you by Pella Window Store. For all your window and door needs, visit the Pella Window Store on Country Fair Drive or go to PellaOfChampagne.com and by Hickory Point Bank in Champaign. Uh, Martin, I'll let you do the first honors. Yeah, well, I, 
we've talked really about the biggest key of the game in terms of Illinois defensively, and it's really getting Quentin Flowers off track. If they can contain him as a runner, force him to have to throw the ball, I think that is going to be their best case for success because Quentin Flowers, I said he's the best quarterback that Illinois is going to play. He might also be the best runner that Illinois is going to play all year. He is extremely explosive in the running game, and the team feeds off him. And Gary? Well, I'm going to say what Martin should have said and what he normally would say is the offensive line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the, as he talked about uh, Larry and Balczewski making sure that they did a great job. They did a great job last week, continuing that this week. Uh, that offensive line, if they can stay stout and keep Chase you know, clean, run the ball effectively, that, that'll set up a good game plan for this Illini team and, and hopefully a win. And you did mention the, uh, I think, Martin, you mentioned the wet turf. Does that help the Illini being a little bit wetter out there? You know, I, I think anytime wet conditions happen, you know, it certainly favors the team that's better at running the ball, and it usually favors the offense simply because the offensive guys know where they're going on any given play so they can get in and out of cuts a little bit easier. Um, but, you know, I'm sure Tampa Bay has a very good drainage system, and we got out on the field earlier today, and, and you know, you couldn't tell that it had rained earlier uh, in the afternoon, which it had. So uh, so we'll see. if Certainly if it keeps going, that's going to have a big impact on its game. And, and I think either way, we also have to look at the heat as the humidity is definitely going to come back. All right, guys, we appreciate it. Have a great call, and we'll look forward to it. Thank you. Thanks. All right, the keys to the game there, brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Champaign. The unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. Also brought to you by the Pella Window Store. Next up on Fighting Illini Game Day, the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show, it's Coach's Corner. Welcome back to the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. I'm Scott Beatty. Kickoff between Illinois and South Florida coming up. It's time now for the Coach's Corner. Brought to you by Bratcher Heating and Air, Clark Lindsay, Hickory Point Bank, and Scotty's Brewhouse. The young Illini face their toughest test yet tonight on the road against the number 21 ranked South Florida squad. Illinois head coach Levy Smith knows it starts with USF's Heisman candidate quarterback, Quinton Flowers. He can do it all. It is documented that he's a great athlete, that he can run and uh you know, move the chains uh, with his legs, but he's an, I feel like he's an accurate thrower too. And uh, when you're that type of athlete, you can buy time to be able to get the ball off. Uh, big playability going down the field. Have a good running game too. A uh, lot of starters returning. So offensively, you know, a lot of people are going to talk about the offense, but they have a lot of defensive starters returning. Last year they created a lot of, you know, they took the ball away a lot of time. So. Just, just a big challenge. You know, you're, we're playing a ranked opponent. That's a good football team. Illini offensive coordinator Garrick McGee says it'll be a new look for the Illini to face a USF defense put together by head coach Charlie Strong. They're different. They look more like um, our defense. Um, you know, I think that Coach Strong um, and Coach Smith have spent some time in the same um, defensive clinics growing up because there's a lot of the same um, concepts and schemes and philosophies on how to stop people. So um, very talented crew though. When we come back on the coach's corner, a week of uncertainty surrounding this ball game. We'll get the coach's perspective on that. Welcome back to Coach's Corner. There were plenty of questions this week about when and where this game would be played in the wake of Hurricane Irma. South Florida did not even return to practice until Tuesday after their previous game was also canceled. But head coach Charlie Strong says it's time for football. We didn't get to play that game, so now even we just take last week and, and some of the things that we were going to use just game plan-wise, we can just take them into this week. And you're right, we only have three days to prepare. But I, I, I know this, our guys, they want to go play, and it was just been hard to sit for two weeks and even what, you know, knowing that what has happened around us and, and not saying that that isn't important, 
but we needed to get backs also and 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 just gives you know sometimes you look at it as a sense of relief for the community where they do have something but it is a challenge for us uh, only having three days to get ready to go play for Illinois, there's the added elements of a ranked opponent, their first road trip, and a Friday night game. But defensive coordinator Hardy Nickerson says it's business as usual. You know, we're going to approach it the same way we did last week. We've been very, very detailed in, in our preparation. Those guys are just taking to the game plans and have really uh, absorbed what we want to get done and uh, have been really good at making the adjustments that we want to make and and. You know, that's what's been paying off for. So, you know, our preparation is just going to remain the same. You know, with Coach Smith, everything's the same, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, that's how we've, we've done it for a long, long time. And, and uh, this is just, you know, just another opportunity. We played, played on the lights this past Saturday night. So playing at night shouldn't be an issue. You guys are going to be excited. We've got some guys who are from Tampa, so it's going to be pretty exciting for them. South Florida has never beaten a Big Ten opponent in five tries, but they've won 20 of their last 24 games. That's the Coach's Corner, brought to you by Clark Lindsay, Hickory Point Bank, Scotty's Brewhouse, and Bratcher Heating and Air. Just over an hour now to kick off between Illinois and South Florida from Tampa as we wrap up the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. See the folks at Rudy Wealth Management for all of your retirement planning and investment needs. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois' retirement specialist. Not much else going on college football-wise on the scoreboard, but Illinois volleyball in action against Chattanooga today. They lead a match right now two sets to one and are up 9-3 to three in the fourth set. Earlier today in baseball, Cubs beat the Cardinals by a final of 8-2. to two. We have plenty more after the ball game tonight with the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Tim Dittman will join me. We'll welcome your calls and texts. This is News Talk 1400, WDWS Champaign-Urbana, and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS Champaign-Urbana, News Gazette Media Stations. We head back down to South Florida now for more Fighting Illini Game Day. <laughs>